hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, <clears throat> super dupes. Soup dupes. Soupy doopy doo. Soupy doopy doo, as the Gen Z says. Soupy doo. Count Basie. We watched uh, Blazing Saddles uh, last week, and oh. uh, it's got Count Basie in it. Made it me does. Th- made me think of your dad. <laughs> It does. That's a, such a great scene. I've been dying. April, to it's April in Paris. It's April in Paris, yeah. which I think yeah. you could argue is his signature song. Oh well, I think you could argue. Well, there's a riff. In I'm that. not an arguer, you know. You huh? I'm gonna write that down. Arguer. <laughs> no, I just like that one part. I mean, I first saw it when I too young. Too young. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Like that ska song. I saw too much, much too young. And uh, I was 12 or 13. And then there's that part. So, I, you know, I, I grew up here in April in Paris. It's like Treated. April in Paris, April in Kalamazoo, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this one part where we, I don't think we've seen that it's Count Basie's orchestra yet. Sorry, spoilers for Blazing Saddles, 1974. <laughs> and we see Cleveland Little pulling in on, on his horse. And you hear, bum, ba-da-dum, ba-da-da-da-da-da-dum, bum, ba-da-dum. And it's such a nice piece of arrangement. You know what I'm talking about, Count Basie? And the ends are like this. Tunk, tunk, tunk. Do you think he knew at the time, the first time he went tonk, tonk, tonk? Do you think he knew that was, that was the way he should end songs? John has died. John is gone. <clears throat> it's just me and Count Basie now. Uh, it's just oh, as well. uh, what happened? How oh, you were I- gone. You, we, should probably, we should probably start over. <laughs> I'm talking about Count Basie. No, it's in the show. But you don't have Look, to edit this. No, I hit the I hit the mute button. I don't even know how. Oh. I don't even know how. I just wanted you to say you like that part when Count Basie goes dink, 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 dink ba, and then the band hits. If you're if you're gifted and you do something like that one oh, time, boy. Mm-hmm. and you just go there, it was. I mean, the thing is, Count Basie, he never he never. He never had flipped any big tood on anybody, you know? But he knew. See, you talk about swinging. And some people oh. understand how to swing. Some people understand the idea of how to swing. Hmm. But it's not just a joke. It's not, he's, 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 more, he's more than a man with a piano and, uh, and, it's, and uh, a hat like the skipper. Right. That guy knew, and, that and guy like knew how to swing. 24 he guys with horns. And then he goes, plink. Yeah. Plink, 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 plink. Uh, <clears throat> so good. Uh, yeah. I saw him at Disneyland, you know. You saw him at Disneyland. Your father, your father would now. Okay. All right. I'm going to interrogate this. John, we have so much to talk about. I know. Right about that same time. Not not that long after Blazing Saddles. What would it have been? 676? 77? How would I maybe? know? How would you know? Is it when you were photographing the teacup? Yeah, that's right. That's oh. the same trip. Okay, so the, the teacup on the record cover is also the time I saw Count Basie. Did I send you the? Did I send you the thing that Spotify does, where it, it, it has created its own aftermarket 3D imaging, where the cup moves closer to, towards you as you listen to the the car parts? Oh no! I'll send it oh, to you. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, I that sounds terrible. You. It's terrible. It is absolutely it's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> it's a it's a <clears throat> it's a it's a regular Main Street USA guy a bomb. Mm. Well, you now, know, that that mm. was the thing about Main Street USA. When I was in Disneyland, I, at a certain point I noticed, I may have told you about this. Yeah. I was walking around uh, ye old town and all the other towns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the New Orleans town and uh, Cowboy town and, you know, these are the... Yeah, the, the pir- uh, yeah Pirate town. Pirate town, the trademark names. Mm-hmm. A future town. 
And um, <laughs> walking around, come on in to the Golden Beetle Juice Review. <laughs> Get your reservations early, folks. Oh, the moose outside should have told you. Did you remember that? We had Diamond Horseshoe Review, and you had to get, you can only get reservations on the same day, and that had to be like the first thing that you did. If you wanted to go to the review, you had to get reservations early. Yeah, I mean, my dad and I definitely did not do that. Whatever that that was, for sure, no. Plink, plink. (laughs) But, uh, but. Did your your dad take that photo of you in the teacup? Yeah. Huh. I I don't know why, I just always figured it was your mom. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. continue. So, 76, and so well, he was probably playing, I'm guessing, is it over where they make funnel cakes? Kind well, of. So that, oh, so this is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. And you know so, that gazebo with the New Orleans Cafe? Is that, was in, it over in, there? In 77, right, Disneyland was only 20 years old. Yeah. And so, uh, so it was still, they hadn't done anything to it. It was still exactly as it had been made. <laughs> Right, it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such an old man thing to say. Oh, they hadn't done anything to it. Twenty and, years, same place. Hadn't and, painted a parking you know, space. Nothing. It was the same drinking fountains. Oh. They had the this, this guy over here. They did introduce things like the haunted mansion and stuff. Oh, they put yeah. stuff in, right? Oh, but I, I see. mean, but, oh, they had know. not. They had not like rebranded it. They had not said none like, of that. Yeah, but, they hadn't, you know, gotten, they the hadn't old, gotten cute, is what you mean. I think they they were in the process of building Space Mountain the first time. I went, and then I went again, and they had just opened Space Mountain. But yeah, you know, like Frontier Town hadn't changed. And yeah. But walking around with my kid, I realized everywhere I went, I was hearing ragtime music. I was hearing banjo playing. You know, Disney's like throwing music at you every everywhere you go. Speakers there's music. everywhere that you don't see, and they're pretty subtle. And it's and it's good. It's real but, good, and you don't notice the transition from Frontier Town to Pirate Town. You don't even notice that the pavement bricks under your feet are changing in subtle ways. There's nowhere so, where you could say this is now, uh, I don't know, a Peter Pan town. Well, when you're coming out of Star Wars Town, there's definitely yep. that like we don't know how to transition from Star Wars. There's to a reason they put else. it over on the side. Yeah, like yeah. so you're gonna go through a tunnel, and there's gonna be a while here where you don't know where you are, which I thought was good, you know. And there's room over there for for them to do more, but. But I, I realized when I first came to Disneyland, all that music was live. Mm-hmm. There was there a was, lot of like bands, small bands, big bands. bands. There's bands just like walking around. And they just stop and do like a FAMU style That's show right. for you. Yeah. That's right. Banjo <clears> players. <throat> there were horn players everywhere. And Count Basie. And Count Basie was only one of probably 40 acts that played there that week. That's crazy. And did I just real, show I, up and did he know Count Basie was going to be there? Oh, I'm sure he did. But if he didn't, isn't that like me showing up somewhere and like you're playing? Yeah, or you're, you're like, oh, honey, by the way, uh, <laughs> I guess R.E.M. It, it, I guess R.E.M.'s over by yeah, the Haunted Mansion. It, it turns out Teenage <laughs> Fan Club is here. What oh, look a weird! At that. Oh. How strange. Gerald no, I, but at the same time, the way my dad lived, and as you remember, the way the 1970s were, 100 percent possible that. He had no idea, and then he was just like, oh, look at that, Count Basie's here. Well, now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So here's your D tickets or whatever. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Here's 14A tickets. Ride this one boat, kid. (laughs) Ride this one thing. You like like, that carousel? You like that carousel? I hated hated the fucking A tickets. I hated the A tickets more than the free stuff. What are the A tickets even worth? Oh, the Jitney bus. Thank you. It's like like, uh, Elliot Smith said, you know, you get a food stamp dollar and what's it good for? It's good for one cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon is light bulb breaking. But but knowing that and then thinking about, did I talk to you about this? I don't know. The realization that I had that there's a reason 
that there was all that live music in 1977. Oh. It's not that Disneyland is cheap now. It's that it, there are too, too chintzy to pay for those guys. Right. It's that none of those people are alive anymore. Well, in 1977, there's no trumpeters anymore. All those dudes <laughs> were in their 50s and 60s, and yeah. they were the ones that had invented ragtime. You know, like, oh. all, whoa, all, those, whoa, whoa. all those guys. You're saying you got guys. some guys up there. You say, hey, do, do, would you, guys, do you guys know how to play hot jazz? And they're like, fucking hey, hot jazz. Yeah. I'm playing Two, three, in, four. I'm then, playing in uh, in in New Orleans town here at Disneyland. Yeah, but yeah. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> oh, God, the and I was playing in New I Orleans. Guys, boo, in, pirate so town. <laughs> right? Yes. And and so everyone. So his family Robinson climbing down. And nobody needed that music at the time. There wasn't any market for it. So you're walking around. I'm uh, gobbling them up. Probably at, probably at scale. Yeah, Disneyland was like, "Hey, shit, we'll pay you guys. Why yeah. don't you come here and and add some uh, add some some vibe?" And these guys were like, "It's a good gig." Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a hell of a gig. But you're saying this is this is people who might have been in New Orleans or Paris or wherever, like who playing. Were. Yeah, not, yeah, not might have been really because wow. because the thing is, anybody that hadn't been there, anybody that wasn't one of the you know the real players would have been competing with the real players for the job. So it's like, hey, I'm a young saxophone player, and the other. Well, and it wasn't like, way yeah, well, shorter, or you know, I mean, it's it, it wasn't you know people that were in like Return to Forever or something. It was well, these there were was, older there guys. Wasn't any, there wasn't any market for <clears throat> for modern jazz at Disney. Tra traditional, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it, it would have been all like big band oh, you stuff. Mean, modern or, jazz like, quartet. You come out there with like a marimba or something. There, there wouldn't have been uh, maybe a marimba. No, no, maybe I know what you mean. You, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you would hear. Caribbean town. You could put them in outfits. And have them play at Tomorrowland Terrace, bleep bloop. But like, or you would see them at one of the resorts, but you would not see them mm. in a themed area of the park, uh, you know, playing Bitches Brew or whatever. Oh, no. Not at all. Yeah. No, jazz, jazz music I love this realization. to be very dangerous, you know, the, if, it, oh if, it was not, if it was not structured. It made a lot of young women roll down their, uh, roll down their hosiery. Until, you know what they did to jazz, they made what? it smooth. They made it smooth. As yeah. soon as you make it smooth, you know, all the yeah. all the danger it goes survived. out of it. It survived. It's still around, sure. I mean, you know, are you saying you would reject <laughs> Chet Baker is what you're telling me? Is that no, no, Chet Baker. What are you even talking about? You know what? There's six people listening to this show that are like, I think I know what they're talking about. And everybody else is looking out the window. Chet Baker. Funny Valentine. I... Uh, Chet, Chet Baker, he's playing. He's playing over in Haunted Town. Chet Baker died. Don't let him. In, don't let him sit on the windowsill. <laughs> he died when you were just a just a just a kid. Just Chet a Baker died kid. in uh, was a the documentary kid. and the year he died. I think was 1987. Yeah, something like that. And you know what? He already had all his teeth kicked out by a drug dealer, and then he had to sell his horn. He couldn't play a horn anymore because he had to get dentures. Then he got dentures. I think he had to sell his dentures and his horn. It was some kind of a package deal. Here's Chet the Baker thing: was, he was he is the same age then as you are now. Well. You think he uh, lived? I think he wasn't much more than about his mid fifties. Remember how handsome he was in the fifties? <sighs> Remember how handsome I was in in the fifties? You just sent me a photo of you in the fifties. Three of us. I think we're a king of Thai noodle. You mean it's, you, it's you and your lovely bride and yep. me, and we're all making a little we bit were... of a face. But it's it's back before we learned how to make faces in photos. We're just being photographed. I don't know who took the photo. Probably Eric. I don't know. 
No, no, I don't think Eric ever took a photo of us. Who would have been out He's smoking. to... He's always smoking. Yeah, who would have been out to eat with us? Every restaurant in San Francisco at that time had the worst lighting in the world. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy, it was you see like, it. it. was like they, they it's just all, it's all turned lit on like arc lights. It's like lit like a, every restaurant. Well, there's a certain there's certain kinds of restaurants. Really lit like a Kinko's. Yeah. yeah. We went up to that, see Harold and Maude the other night and uh, got, got dinner in... Uh, in the Richmond, and uh, there were several places we passed that really looked like Kinko's with pho. Mm. Very, very bright, of, John. Very bluish lights. Very, very overhead. It, it looked like it looked like the punishment being, uh, office. An environment that cops really want to eat in. Oh, you know, a cop, sure. a cop's like, "Hey, we got to stop and get some food." And they see that, and they're just like, "Yeah, that looks like a place that and we they get that get Malcolm X seat in the back where they can face the door." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay, but your your point, your big point, which I think is an important one that I'm talking over because I'm in a great mood and I had so much mm. to talk to you about. I love that you're in a great mood. No, do you? Yes. Oh my sorry, god. Sorry, we're so late. It was you being in a great mood is a, is a great thing. It's, it's one a, of the greats. An, us both being in a good mood, John. We're, we're on a good run. I know I'm going to jinx. So you know what? You don't listen to podcasts, but we've been on a really good run. This show's been oh, that's very good. very good. Um, like two years now, it's been really this good. Show, this show's won two phony awards, at yeah. least two phony awards. I think four phony awards if you so, count that we you each do got your one. bit. I'll do my bit. Just just so you know. <laughs> we I won the got... left one and the right one, or as they mm. say in Australia, we won the right one and the left one. That's right, Thompson and Thompson. Oh my God! They're not brothers. Are you talking? They're not married. Are you talking about Akbar and Jeff? Yeah, Akbar and Jeff, brothers, basically. lovers, yeah. both. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that boy reporter and his little dog Snowy. That's exactly right. Arf, arf. And that sea captain. He's named after yeah. a fish. Arf, he drinks. Arf. You know that's Andy Circus in the movie. Is it really? Uh huh. Captain Haddock. I- I'm not able to watch movies. Oh, it's a good movie, John. Books. It's it's a Spielberg, and it's really good. A Tintin movie, you're saying? It's a Tintin movie. It's now. I want to tell you, it's animated. Like, and I want that to put you off. But is this one of those like uh, yeah, Express Train to the Christmas Town? Where yeah, you're like, well, this is okay, Valley? that's a very broad brush. <laughs> it's a very. I'm telling you, it's. Anyways, yeah, the Thompsons, and you know that's played. That's Nick Frost and uh, and Simon Pegg. Who are okay. always in those movies as friends. If you've ever seen something like a Hot Fuzz, or you've seen like a Don, uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, it's those two I've seen actors. a lot of <clears throat> I've seen a lot of pictures of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, and I know that they are funny British things, and I <laughs> yeah. feel like I should watch them because I like funny British people. It's I mean, my favorite. He's my favorite director working today. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, Brit- he's he's got know, contenders, but like British people can talk to pans. No, 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 no. Only <laughs> British people can fly. <laughs> That man's gone now. <laughs> Is there ever going to be? I don't. Okay. Okay. First of all, I don't. That, they couldn't make that now. I can't make. Are you kidding like me? You can't say that about English people now. You have to call them them. Them. Um, the the um, the um, uh, if they because like when I was a kid, you'd say, "Oh, is there a Norton edition of that, or like mm-hmm. a Norton annotated edition of that?" And you'd know that that meant a book. Yeah. So like, will there be a Norton edition of whatever this is? Because I would love that. I think about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a like a <laughs> I would like a, a concordance uh-huh. or an okay. index or indices of, of this program, and people will be able to say that's that that's that Mister Show show that none of you young people have seen. A lot of people are working on that, I think. And um, do they know? You know it? The, but they but I don't think they're coordinating with each other. That's probably for the best. And so you're going to let's get, keep them uh, isolated. I think that's smart. It's gonna it's like Minority Report. They're like the Samantha Mortons, like laying in the kiddie pool. La, la, la. Yeah, 
it's going to people are going to be describing this program uh, uh one of them is going to say it's a, it's shaped like a giant snake and another one is going to say oh, it's see. big like a house you know it's it's not I see. Gonna... it's like it's like the the five blind rabbis and the metaphor i get yeah, that exactly. what's well, like trying to say how do you describe tristram shandy to somebody it's mm-hmm. like you try to describe or you try to describe for that matter let's say or you try uh, to describe you try Yes. Yes. Or or the one with the man on the horse. If you try to describe, like, there were there were there were uh, man La, man of La Mancha was the musical I remember, but mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are books where it you if you take it out of the cultural context, you say, hey, look, when they pr- printed Tristram Shandy, it had a solid black page in it. Like, do you know how weird that was at the time? Moby Dick, mm. Moby Dick, another example, right? Sure, made or, out of made out of whale skin. Well, one of the chapters was. I skipped that one. This was the problem. You know, I had a minor in Russian lit. And every, oh, forget the, that. the whole business of uh, reading Russian literature in translation is that uh, fully 25% of the, of the context of the meaning of what you're reading is just gone because is Russian it fair lit to say is, that it's, it's simply not sort of available to you. Like if you read wor- stuff, if you read play. stuff for word, if you read English language stuff, if, if you are, if you are comma, like me, comma, somebody who only speaks English relatively fluently as a language and don't really speak fluently others. I can, I can fake my way through parts of other languages if I need Mm -hmm, to, but mm -hmm. the wordplay of English is like why I'm still alive, but it's difficult outside of the context, outside of the time. And that's why you need a Norton, if to just return briefly, a Norton annotated edition is something where you could go, oh, so this is Elliot, uh, T.S. Elliot here is referring to the Grail myth. Mm-hmm. And in particular, you know, there's this one particular book about the Grail myth, and this is about, you know, Odysseus and all that kind of stuff where you're like, just so you know, and obviously, and obviously this is a quote from Hamlet or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think that would be handy here, but I don't know how you do that in a truly, uh, forgive my saying, probative way. Because you would also then need a little short video clip of a man saying, kiss the pan. And the people say, why, why am I watching? Why does my screen say, why does my screen have a man with eyebrows saying, kiss the pan? And this is the, I mean, the thing about Russian lit is you can read the annotated version. But you're not going to get wordplay, right? But you're not, well, and even if they, even if they get the wordplay, you know, there, you can only go so far like, oh, and this is a homophone and that is a, and that is a phone, a phone, and uh, he's he's laughing about this because it sounds like this, but that it, but that isn't really what he's laughing about. Well, there's it's, this whole conversation, about- like in so much black humor in Russia and the Soviet Union, like there's a subtext here to their whole yeah. conversation that yeah. would be completely clear to everybody else, but will not be clear to you. Well, and a lot of the stuff that that I think was behind. Behind the curtain is the same stuff that's behind the curtain with us, which is you don't actually care. Like nobody actually really wants to watch Mr. Show that hasn't already watched it. So, so true. No, and and the thing is, John, you just said something important because without having to say it, which is Mm. kind of what Russian literature is all about. Thank you. But you're also pointing out, like, you know, that's really true for books. If you don't get the reference, that's okay. It's just that if you do get the reference, you're going to be able to triangulate three cultural points that will be a nice, warm feeling to you. This is why I talk the way I talk. Yeah. I promise you, I don't say that's much stuff that makes absolutely no sense. It's just you don't recognize what it is that I'm referring to, which is fine, because it is very random. But you will get a very warm feeling if, if you understand, for example, when Bob Odenkirk sings a song where he says, I am a camera, and then I would try to relate that to that R.E.M. song about the person who, who, who died. 
Sure, sure. If well, I'm to be a camera, then, camera then, honestly, if you're going to go all, all the way. All I, all I need is everything. <laughs> a camera obscura. I mean, here we are. Now we're in the okay. internet. <clears throat> now we're here. Now we're back in, uh, in, in San Francisco where they shot a lot of Harold and Maude. My kid has started to read. She's, she's just bumped up a level of books. Right, she's starting to read. She's moving books. on to chapter books now. She's re- moved, moving on to some books that she's <laughs> reading a romance right now. That's, is it a chapter book? I'm going to start asking that to more people. <laughs> is that a chapter book? <laughs> I just finished oh, the reading? new Dan a Brown anthology. Is oh, that a chapter book? Uh, she's chapter reading book a book or a picture that's, book? <laughs> it's set in London in like 1680 or something like that. And we've been working for a long time on uh, the fact on context, where, which is context back vocabulary. Yeah, where it's like, what does that word mean? What does that word mean? Well. Uh, you can r- run yourself ragged uh, trying to figure out what words mean. Yeah. When when we were kids, all we had was uh, the dictionary, and there was z- absolutely I dictionary, swear to you, encyclopedia, thesaurus, and like even if you did find out what the joke meant and somebody explained it to you thoroughly, you might end up going, "Oh, yeah, that's funny." I guess. Here's what we didn't have: you, you was can't a, create a that context up. in retrospect and make people put yeah. people back at the time when that was sublime. That reference. What we didn't have was a grown-up that you could ask, what does this mean, over and over 16 times in an hour while that grown-up is also trying to sit and read a book, right? So, or go through their old hard drive. If I, if I had been... I'm standing had, when Daddy's standing at the desk. If I'd gone with, to my dad, uh, sitting in the same room with him and gone, what does this word mean? Like the second time, he would have said, figure it out. So, Shouldn't you be playing an organized sport? But so for a long time, we've been working on this, you know, the, not, not to fucking be a, a cliche of myself to say like, hey, there's, a, <laughs> there's a way for you to figure this out on your own. Yeah, yeah. But what we, she's reading this book now set in London in 1680. And a lot of the words that she's encountering, we're, ha- we're having a new conversation, which is, look, <clears throat> this is a word that you're never going to need again because this occupation – of someone that turns fish eyes into bubble tea doesn't exist anymore. Right, right, right. And you're never going to use that this is not a witty word. What this is is a word that this writer is employing to put you in this time. I referred to you a few episodes ago as a fishwife, which is a a reference that people would recommend. It's not a very, as we used to say, politically correct thing. But that's the term you would give to some kind of like a local busybody. And it was the it was the part of the the uh, the the pescatarian dyad who brought fish to your village, and that happened to be a person I think at least in the lore who happened to hear a lot of the gossip and then would pass it on to people. Yes, but you that, don't, you're, you first of all don't say fishwife now. Oh, oh why not? Well, no, why no, no. Not? Well, shoot for the moon. Yes, but unless they're <laughs> unless unless they're both they're fish they. Yes, okay, And I'm very happy for them. Yes, I support everybody. I don't want to fish shame anybody. But what I'm saying is, and and so she and I have been doing this where I'm like... Your dad would probably just go look it up in the dictionary, right? Or if you can't find it, like, it's not my job to be your cultural Sherpa. No, you know what we did and what I think is, I think this is, is increasingly a lost art, which is you just keep reading over the word that you don't know. And eventually, you get it. You understand. You're, maybe you're right. three sentences away, and you're like, oh, 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 I get it. Okay, so a fish wife is not the wife of a fish. It's not the wife of a fishmonger. It's a gossip, and the gossip is because, you know, you put it together but also, as like, in, in those Russian novels, I bet there's a lot of, I'm just guessing here, because I, I have experienced this, and a lot of things I've read, is a kind of subtlety that 
is it's so subtle that it's it's like I say sublime something that like is something very deep and revelatory and subtle um and even if you explained it the person they might get it but it's it's that it's not they say what they, what do they say the that that um that what do they say that juice wasn't worth the squeeze like if mm. you did spend the next six weeks trying to track down one word you still wouldn't be able to get at what the, well, i think what you're saying the context of what that distinction that subtlety meant at the time like th- like this is this might be somebody I, I i haven't read those books i'm sorry to say i tried and we've had this conversation before and i'm gonna tell you what i said before which is i really got hung up on the names oh in like in um, Crime and Punishment, yeah, there's a lot of names. I mean, and and, and Brothers Dostoevsky, but like I really, there was a time when I considered myself a very serious 19 year old man. I know. <clears throat> I had a used paperback copy of Crime and Punishment, and I really felt like I just read a couple narrow volumes of Sartre, and I really felt like I was ready for something substantial. I've, I've, I've got a jacket that you wore at the time, and it's full of seriousness. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> only a serious man would have worn a coat. I finally, had to have it let out. <laughs> <laughs> The um, no the the point I'm making is that uh, uh, to her is just that you don't need to know the word you don't need to know the meaning of every word what you need to do is is get you have to get that relationship with language where you are flowing where you are just reading and the words that go by that you don't have a that you haven't zeroed in on. That doesn't. That don't ever let that slow you down. Don't ever let well, lack like, of comprehension. Stop it shouldn't you. stop. I mean, I, I, and I. To, I think I totally get what you're saying. And I was the sort of person. I, I'm the sort of person everybody hates because a. I would write in books, but b. I would generally write in books in, in light pencil. So mm-hmm. like, if I ran That's across nice. something I totally didn't know, you know, like when you're writing, writers who are professional writers, journalists have learned that phrase like TK, which is I just need to get. I know there is a knowable length of the Golden Gate Bridge, but I don't want to stop to look it up. So I'll say Golden Gate Bridge TK feet, and I'll look. Mm. I'll do a search later for all the TKs. Me or my like production people will be able to you know sort of fill that in. Just stopping long enough, especially as I'll come back to in a second with Shakespeare, stopping just long enough to put a light pencil line under something, but not stop reading. Don't stop the show for one word you don't know. That velocity that you've not velocity that's always over fast. Certainly not velocity that's over slow. But like if you've got to head on with that reading and the words are are coming to you less in a less difficult way, don't stop to go look something up. Keep your velocity because you may not get it back easily. Keep your altitude, as we used to say. My my family, uh, the the younger members of my family who were avid hikers, uh, when we would hike, we'd get we'd get up. We you know you spend a lot of time, burn a lot of energy getting up high, in the mountains. Yeah, and then you'd encounter some obstacle, and you'd have to go down in order to get around the obstacle in order to get closer to the peak. It's like the mountain version of tacking, which I learned in sailing. Yes, which tacking. is like sometimes you got to get to get the wind you want. You've got to get through the wind you don't want. And you do that in a pattern. Sometimes, you're, if I understand John, John's saying sometimes you, you very necessarily need to go down to get up. You have to go down to get up. But there were some cousins of mine who hated to lose altitude. And they, mm-hmm. they would sit, at, that, they'd sit at, their, at their altitude and they would say, there's got to be a way that we can get from here to that's, there without. That's not how Mountain do. I know. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and then yeah. there are other ones, the wise ones, the calm ones, the calm mm-hmm. cousins were like, sometimes you got to go down to go up, man. Mm-hmm. They did, you know, and everybody was like, they were probably all on weed. I don't know. I was, a, I was a 10 year old and I didn't, 
everybody was on weed. April in, Paris. <laughs> in, in 1978, it was a, uh, you sure. couldn't find a person that wasn't on weed. Are you kidding me? Russ never the re- sleeps. The reason this comes up is I see. I was in Hawaii last week, and uh, and you know, Hawaii means family. It does. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so lovely. But I was down at a beach I'd never been to, and when I arrived there, there was uh, there was a, a, a like a pudge on the uh, on the sand, some kind of pudgy budge, something that didn't. It looked like a rock, but it was it, but it was too soft. Huh. And as I got closer, it huh. was a seal. It was a monk seal who had pulled up and was taking a nap. A sea lion or a full-on seal? A seal, like a big ass seal. A monk ass seal, big ass, looking like a. Looking like a torpedo. I don't, know, I don't know if a lot of our listeners have been close to a seal. First of all, and I didn't mean to sound like I was being that guy, but a lot of people say, just call everything a seal. A lot of times they mean a sea lion, which mm. is those adorable things you see. Now, I don't know if a lot of you have been close to an actual seal. They are, it's Eldritch Horror. Seals mm. are so much bigger and tougher and scarier than you think. And because you usually watch them in San Francisco on an island that's a quarter of a mile away, you don't really get a sense of scale of like how fucking big ass a seal, a seal is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and a this pu- was that's a pudge. This was a chonker, and she was sleeping on the beach, just and you know, and there weren't very many people around, so it was like, uh, well, there she is, you know. And every, I think we all are, have grown up enough now to know, don't fuck with a thing that you see. Don't fuck with uh, the thing from that the you ocean. See. Okay. If a, if the thing from the ocean is on the land, uh, what, what should you don't fuck what with should, it? Okay, well, let me ask you real quick, just in passing. So, like, if you see a big thing, should you poke it with a stick? Uh, no, no. Okay. Should, read, should you try read, to <laughs> should you try to flip it over? You know what? You should read the placards because okay. generally there will be a placard on the on the beach that you says. You all know uh, in England that'd be a blue plaque. Yeah, like don't. Well, no, it's not a historical chonker. No, it's a. Well, it's it's just big. a plaque that says, "Look, don't don't fuck with this. If you see this, don't fuck with it." <laughs> hello, hello, hello. If you see this, don't fuck with it. Don't right? fuck with That's it. What, no, no, no. I understand. People have died here. We have a sign on yeah. our beach, as you know, where it says, right. "People have died here." People have died. That's here. such That's a right. great way to start a sign, <laughs> isn't it? It's an REM song. Because uh, se- second of all, here. second of all, don't fuck around on Ocean Take Beach. Take a souvenir. But no, but so, so I go around the chonker, I go down the bridge, or I go down the beach, I get, I get my snork on, I get in the water, I'm looking for some turts, and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get aloha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's always, there's always an aloha. I'm always seeking aloha. I, I, I was describing to my kid that, that aloha to me in the water means I'm never not anxious. I'm absolutely 100% never relaxed. That is not possible. <clears throat> and for me to be in the water snorkeling and be relaxed mm-hmm. seems, I don't know what, I don't know what that, what that would be. I'm it gives you access to something. Anxious. Yeah, I mean, fair to say, like you, you find yourself with access to something that usually do, you don't have access to quite so easily. And I think a big part of it is not. I am anxious, but I am also doing it. I am also in flow. My, my, my key I, has been being anxious and deciding that it doesn't bother me. Well, uh, so there, this is it, right? And this yeah. is, uh, and I'm realizing that this it is means the no big worries. <laughs> Is like I'm not trying to not I'm not trying to do away with anxiousness. I'm not trying to I'm not even claiming that you can. I'm saying you have to. Then <laughs> so many people have no idea how ironic that is. <sighs> I'm gonna get rid of my anxiety. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to sleep. To, Fucking get to sleep. And what and for me, what it is is I'm out here. Look, I'm 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 not even looking for turtles. I'm out here waiting for the turtles to find me. You're the pudge. And what, 
And whatever that is, is like Ja Rastafari, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm not, just like smoking pot doesn't make you mellow, this <laughs> may come as a surprise to some of our pot, pot friends. Just you are some of the amateurs mellow. out there, some of the part-timers. <laughs> you are not currently mellow. I don't care how mellow you think you are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm asking. There's no such thing as the pizza police. You're okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. But right. listen, if I or, if I called Did if I called that? twice because I thought I mispronounced the word pepperoni, would they alert? You they're know, like know. the like the authorities. What, they already what know. authorities would they alert? You know, the like enforcement <laughs> arm of the pie. I'm talking about the pizza police. <laughs> so I'm out floating, and I'm, I'm turting. I see four. You're turts. turting. You're waiting for bioavailable turt. Yeah, and the, and the thing about looking for turtles is you're never looking for turtles. You're just not. As soon as you look for turtles, you're not going to find them. You're just not looking for turtles. You're looking at sea anemones and you're looking at fish and whatnot. And well, it's like love, the right? You got to sort of unfocus your eyes a little bit and just and see what finds you. And the fourth, the fourth turtle that I swam. You know, I had I had one of those times with the turtle where we were swimming together, and and she went up to take a breath and I went up to take a breath and we looked at each other in the day. And then we went down again, and then she swam for a while, and I swam for a while, and then she went up to take another breath, and we looked at each other up in the sky. I, like, pop up out of the water, and we look at each other. And, you know, a turtle doesn't need to take a breath that often. Mm-mm. So she was playing this game with me. We went up and popped our heads up out of the water and looked at each other five times. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what the game is, but I really am enjoying this game. I, it never occurred to me before to, like... When they go up to you're take there a to, breath, you're to there go to play them. the game, but you're not there to understand the game. I have no idea what this game is, but I'm enjoying it. It's Hell fun. Yes. And then I hear somebody yell, mm-hmm. and I pop my head up. <laughs> it's the comedian Maria Bamford. <laughs> and, uh, and you know there are a few people standing around, and they're all looking at me from the shore. And they go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm like, huh, what? And somebody goes, seal, and points, and the seal is in the water, and the seal is right Wait, the, the, the original Pudge? The Pudge. Yeah. The, the, she's a big gal. She decided to slide back in, have a dip. And so I put my head down underwater, and I'm down in the water, and it's kind of, you know, the water's a little bit cloudy. It's, it's you know, it's we're in the, the reef, so it's, you know, stuff's... It's not an aquarium, uh, John. People are out there. People, when I say people, I mean life. Yeah, life, life is life, oh, like Leibach that's right. said. Life, life. Dun, dun, you know, so you're out there. Life is happening, and life is I life is not that. about a clear aquarium. Get get that right before you even buy your ticket. So I put my mask back. You know, I, I go back underwater, and then out of the 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 gloaming, <laughs> here comes seal face. You wait. That's crazy. And seal face not scared of you, not at all. But but seal like also not being not being aggressive, not being aggressive. Huh? Not, seal also is not really not. She's not swimming hard. She's also just floating, and I'm floating. <sighs> so you start mo- to wonder what they're looking for that morning. Well, that's what I am wondering, right? I wrote, but, I wrote it down here, right here. I wrote it down two minutes ago. What 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 is it? What was the turt looking for that morning, and what did they find? Well, so my experience of turtles, and I learn this every time, is that whatever they're looking for, they they're not looking for, right? Like the 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 whole Aloha thing is like 
The turtle, the wave pushes the turtle, the current moves the turtle, and the turtle does not resist the current. And so whatever the turtle was looking at one second ago, the current moves the turtle over here, and now the turtle is content to be over here. There'll be it more things makes, to see. We're going somewhere. Here yeah. I go. The current. Here I the go. Turtle, it, the turtle does not think of the current as a foreign force that's pushing it away from what it's trying to do. Oh, it's so the, good. The, the current comes and the turtle, whatever the turtle is doing, it's doing it over here now. And, and so when I'm in the water, I'm never chasing anything. I never see something and chase it. I'm always just like trying to get back to as little motion as possible and let the, let the ocean determine what I'm doing. Cause I feel like as soon as I start to fight the ocean, I'm going to, that's where I'm going to die. Cause the ocean doesn't give a shit about well, me. And you know, that's why they put that sign at ocean beach that people have died here. Yeah. People have died here. Because right. Those rip currents. Like there's like, I, at first the best piece of strategy is like, don't go with, don't go out. Don't go out there. <laughs> don't go out there. <laughs> but if you do go out there, you should probably be ready for riptides. Yeah. Because these, and the way I, my understanding of it is I have an incomplete education, but my understanding of, of how to deal with anything like that, even just like being out at sea and like, should I start struggling and screaming? Like, no, probably not. Like th there is a way to do this, but it's, it turns out there's, it's not the way that you think you should do it. And the panicking mm. is not helping and don't chase the walrus. Don't Whatever his name the, is. Please don't. The pudge, the, the, uh, seal. but like I, I've, I've definitely gotten into this thing where it's like, oh, if I want to go from here to there, the, the current's going to move me like that. And then it's going to take me back over here. And so it's when it moves, like the mountain, it's like the mountain. Yeah. When the current moves me that way, I can kick and go because it's because I'm going with. But you're working I'm, with it. It's like you're trying yeah. to get get the weather gauge on the Asheron. Like you've but got, you're going to have to like you, you have to change that direction to benefit from it. But you can't make the ocean take you where you want. That's right. It's like tacking. Then I just stop, and the current moves me over here. And if I was if I continued to paddle against it, I'd just be burning gas. And so I just move over here, and then when I feel the current start to push me again, then I start kicking again. I, mean, I, I, I haven't read any uh, anything about this. This is just me trying not to drown. But anyway, so I'm in the water, <laughs> and here comes Seal Face. Yeah. And Seal, she's not moving fast. I'm not moving fast. She just appears out of the mist, and all of a sudden, her little, not, not little, her face, which is as big as my face, yeah. is, what, six feet from me and she's looking That's at me crazy John. and i'm looking at her and she just has a look of she looks like a dog she looks like a curious dog and i'm sure i look like a like a ufo spaceman because i'm in this all this weird snorkel gear the space scallop and but as i'm doing this as i'm looking at her as we're looking at each other and i'm thinking this is the biggest this is the most turtle experience i've ever had but she's not a turtle at all i'm also conscious of just shouting human shouting yeah and so i pop my head up out of the water and these very very concerned citizens are screaming at me get this out not, of the water just to be clear john and i don't know if it was part of the story this is not your party that's doing the rubber 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 this is no. somebody, these are, these are other civilians on shore. These are civilians, civilian civilians. Mm -hmm. Get out of the water, get out of the water. And I'm like, it's not a shark. 
And also, I'm not doing anything. I was just floating. Just <laughs> floating here. For me to get out of the water is to is to be. And you're doing. not like you're not cosplaying a ceviche. Like you'll probably be fine. Well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know why. I, but but I'm I guessing panicking won't help. I'm guessing that it's one of these placards on the side that say "Stay a hundred feet away from any uh, chonkers that you see." Right. 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 And so, uh, being being mindful of the fact that people are yelling at me. Um, but also mindful of the fact that I'm sharing this this space with this creature that's that outweighs me by 500 pounds. <laughs> I go back in the water. Speaking of the weather gauge, like the, they have probably the upper hand in the in the water in the event of almost anything happening. I believe so, in, unless it's inspecting, you know, uh, a Les Paul custom. I think the chonker's going to win. You know, sometimes you see an Instagram video where people are like. Uh, a, a, a great white shark comes up and they just put their hand on its nose and push it away. Oof. And they're like, here's how you deal with a shark. You just push That's them away. That's survivor bias, John. You know, like that famous image of the plane <laughs> with the bullet holes in it? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, that's the ones that made it back. Well, yeah. that's the one who is able, whatever that was, an Instagram story. That's, that's survivor bias. You don't yes. see the people who tried to gently, lovingly push away a shark's beak because there's no story of that. Yeah, that's right. They're, 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 uh, they're, little camera is at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. But so I feel like if seal were to come and, and boop me, if, if seal wanted to boop me, I would let myself be booped. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know what I would do. I think I could probably, uh, if seal wanted to bite my nose off, I could probably punch it in the nose and we would have at least a moment. I mean, at least my, so my problem is like, I don't have training in anything, but more, one of my thoughts would be, well, it's very, it is sort of curious that this animal that you saw earlier is moving in an area that is so close to you and is neither pursuing you nor avoiding you. That is very, that is very interesting to me, but given that it's not, doesn't seem to be pursuing you because it didn't feel, it did, it did it feel threatening when it was happening? Not at all. Well, no. see that, that to me is a big deal. Like, I know that's dumb, like such a lay person way to look at it. But like, if this thing's chill, like, I'm not going to freak out because, you know, like there when you is. meet a dog and a dog's chill, do you start yelling at the dog? No, you stay chill too. And then everything's usually fine. I wonder if it's like that with the big chunk. Well, so what I did was I started to do the back pedal, which is kind of, you know, I just did that's like. very difficult. That, that's like a dog running backwards. You don't see it a lot. No, it's very, it's very hard for me to back pedal uh, because I'm, I'm barely. I'm barely buoyant anyways, but I'm trying to get away from it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm being yelled yeah, at. I'm going to yeah. try and give you five feet. And so she kind of, again, moving very slowly, just sort of circled around me hmm. and I'm circling and we're just in this little pas de dieu, uh, again, just separated by six feet or so. Yeah. And she's, she's following me with her head and watching me. And you know, the gently the waves are kind of moving, and out uh, out uh, on land, it's just this shouting, 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 "Get away, get away!" And I'm like, I am not chasing this seal. Mm -hmm. I am trying to get away. So I I finally put enough distance between us that I um, that I'm able to get you know o over to the jetty and and up on land. And I get out and I get a, you know, I get a lot of concerned lecturing from people uh, who have read the placard. Uh, and, uh, and the seal continues to just sort of, you know, th just hang out in this little cove where I was. And it's then you, that you I don't, you, you, know, you don't perceive it seeming to behave any differently based on anything that you're doing? 
Well, the lecture that I got from, from everybody. From the shore. From the shore was seals are incredibly dangerous. Um, they're very territorial. And they uh, and you need to get out of the water because. Oh, so you might accidentally be be near babies or something. Is that the idea? Yeah, except or near food or what? I was I was watching her sleep all afternoon. There weren't any babies around. I don't know what she was doing. I've I've been going to Hawaii my whole life. I've never seen a seal a single time. So I have no idea where they normally hang out. Mm. Uh, This is my first encounter. But it was then I realized that I had had my phone in my pocket the entire time. I had gotten into the water with my phone in my swim trunks and had been swimming around for an hour and a half with my phone in my pocket. Hmm. My phone is not uh, you 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 have an iPhone. You you're familiar with the product. Yeah, yeah. I mean and like I've been told for years first about well, about the iPhone, about the watch, about all these things, about how it's water resistant and blah, 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 blah. And like, it only is in the last year or so that I've even attempted that with a watch, which has been fine. But I, I have friends who like, honestly, this is not a bit. I have friends who like use their iPhone in the shower, like as a Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like, that's crazy. And they're like, it's never been a problem. I know people who claim that they've gone swimming with their iPhone or like accidentally or not. I got thrown in the water at a bachelor party or whatever, who are like, yeah. And it was, it was totally fine. So I, 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 but I would think, am I getting correctly that you just realized your phone was in your pocket at this point? You've been out there for a while. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still looking at the seal. I'm still getting a lecture about how dangerous the seal is. (laughs) And, um, and I'm realizing that I have a, um, you got my phone in my pocket and that was not what I intended to do. And let me tell you, I'm going to add my experience to the to the handful of anecdotes that you have at your disposal Please. about taking would, your phone in the shower. I use a fresh one, yeah. Um, it, it, it is not waterproof. Okay. Did, and, did you uh, try and take it out and, and take, a, take a photo? Did you try well, to make a story? Well, no, I, I took it out and it came on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And then oddly still... enough, the walrus did the same thing with their phone. <laughs> and we took pictures of each other. Held up and it was a other. photo of you at Disneyland Lol. in a teacup. Lol. <laughs> and it was animated. The, it was animated. Uh, so, so what then immediately happened was the phone shorted out and, oh no, John, and you're on vacation. Well, vacation, but you're away from like phone fixing things. That's right. God, that's right. Well, it sucked except I, I, and you know, I'm not a woo person. I'm surrounded by woo people. I know. But I said this, the seal has, because I saw the seal. I, I, I became the seal. No, I saw the seal. I be the seal. Mm-hmm. I, the last you, picture. You are become seal. I am become seal. The last picture I took with the phone was of the seal on the beach. Did you show it to the seal? I didn't show it to the seal because it shorted out. But I'm, but I'm connecting the experience of the seal with the, with the death of the phone. And I'm saying, this is some, this is meant to be this is a sign this is a signal you struggle for a name for it but like it's fair to say high level this this is not this is not an accident not an accident i am not meant to have this this phone is a plague it is absolutely i I see it all the time thank god for granting me this moment of clarity (laughs) this phone 
is a hateful, hateful thing. Uh-huh. It, I'm Ooh. in Hawaii. Yes. And I and the and my brain, the pleasure centers in my brain, absolutely want me to spend eight hours of the day looking at this phone. And and it's gotten to the point, like with any drug, where if someone is trying to take it from me, I, I get I turn into angry face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, 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 no. And I'm and I'm and I'm in the course of the day. I'm looking for excuses, like, "Hey, why don't I just run back to the house and get that, and I'll meet you guys there." And what that really is, you just got to get a little little sip off of that little yeah, flask, that digital just, flask. I'm just going to go back and get that, but I'm also going to spend 15 minutes looking at my phone. Like I'm trying. I, I mean, feel like, I feel like I'm just checking time. all of these different. Not video cameras, but like I'm checking in. I go through this so often. It's so embarrassing. I don't like to talk about this, but the truth is one of the things that keeps me connected with my phone is I'm checking all the points, the little inputs that I'm scared about. I'm just checking all the things. What That could be like, is somebody mad at me that I didn't know about? It could be, has something horrible happened with the government? You know, it could be, you know, it could be this the worst. Never look at cameras in your house when you're away. Like, never. There is nothing good that will ever come of that. If you're out with the Turts and the, and, and the OG Blurb Boys, uh, you do not, that is, do not, right? And yet, that's yeah. my compulsion. My compulsion is I'll go back and get, could get more Hawaiian Tropic. I'll be right back. Does anybody want to shave ice? And then 35 minutes later, you're still trying to get something to load. Because, like, I, I already, I started to check this. I don't know if you're like me, but that's me. It's an anxiety, it's a mal maladaptation is that the word mm-hmm. I've, yeah. it's a poor adaptation to anxiety or the feeling of anxiety that i'm i feel poorly adapted to because the the checking it doesn't actually help but is, is it is it is, is it that you're bored or is it that you're anxious that oh, leads well, you to check it? it's it's everything it has become the nexus of all emotion just like drugs you know i always said look if you if you get high when you're ha- to celebrate when you're happy, and you also get high to mourn when you're sad, right? If you get drunk when good things happen and get drunk when bad things happen, then all then every emotion you're experiencing, you're just filtering through this one. You're basically not experiencing your emotions. And well, it's a pachinko game where, regardless of the pins that the ball hits, it all ends up in the same slot, which is drugs. Right, and that is my phone. Yeah. Right, that is my relationship. That's to it. that's a bummer, but that's a that is actually I think a pretty good realization. When I wake up in the morning, it must and have I, really and felt heavy when you realize that. Like the first thing I do when I when I when I open it up in the, or I, when I wake up, I open my eyes, I pick it up, and you know I I go through all the anxiety checks. Right, uh, is anybody yelling at me? Does anybody need me? Is any, is there an emergency anywhere? And then I go to the New York Times Games app. Okay. And I think I'm improving my mind and I'm awaking slowly. <laughs> I'm just coming into the world. By, it's it's by, practically a prescription, John. It's it's such a good thing. It's just like reading you know the how good that is for your mind up. to do a puzzle oh, in the morning. So good. It seems so, like it would have to be very good for you. Oh, it's just keeping Parkinson's away. You know, it's just like, That's oh, right. this is so good for me. And then that just begins. A, a pattern throughout the day of like, then I've got to check this, then I've got to check that. Now I'm commenting on someone's thing. Now I'm commenting. And I'm not even fighting anybody. I'm just like, uh, now I'm on reverb looking at chorus pedals from Japan in the 1980s because I definitely need an extra chorus pedal. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah, compulsion, yeah. compulsion, compulsion, compulsion. <clears throat> so I'm looking at this seal who's who's <laughs> who's still sitting out there in this miso soup 
where we both were a minute ago and where I would still be if I hadn't been getting yelled at by all the people that had read the placard. And I'm looking down at my phone that is still trying to, you know, still like light flickering in it, like dying. And I'm like, okay, okay. I get it. I get the message here. I'm not sure if this is the message, but I'm getting a message. I'm getting the a message. Yeah. I'm getting a the message, which is you sometimes it needs to be a thing. Sometimes you need sometimes you need a moment. Sometimes you know, uh, uh, 2 years ago I put time limits on all my apps and for 2 years I've been uh, I've ignore been, time limit. Ignore, ignore time, time limit. limit. Ignore time limit. Six times a day, and it's like okay. Right. I, I forgot that I did that to an app last month, and I, every single day I'm like, ah, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your you, one minute of use for the day is over. I'm like, ah, fuck off. You get uh, you get to feel. Like I don't turn it off. Understand? I don't turn it off. Yeah. It just it keeps doing that, and I keep feeling dumb about it, and I keep yelling an expletive. At a yeah. piece of electronics. Well, it makes you feel like a tough guy, I guess. It does strong me. man. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? You can't you can't tell me how much time I can spend on Instagram tells me, me of six months ago. Look at Apple News Plus. <laughs> so here I am. I'm back in Seattle. I don't have a phone. Boo. I don't have a phone. Okay. I don't even have I'm not even sure if I have the picture of the seal that I took uh uh, right before I went in the water, because it might not because, have made it up to the cloud. Well, because iCloud has has uh, because I haven't upgraded to ten dollars. Oh, you still haven't upgraded, have you? iCloud's not uh, putting <laughs> anything in the cloud, so I'm sitting in this. They, state. Have they ever warned you that you were out of space? Or as I like to say, I don't consider the first I don't consider that a warning. I consider that a threat. But oh, sure. I think there's like a distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but like that's, but yeah, you never, you never took him up on that offer. Oh, what the heck? I'm off to Hawaii. Oh, you know, Mr. Hudsucker is such a good customer. I'll give him an extra set of uh, <laughs> reinforcements in his pants. <laughs> so I'm uh, anyway, Shit. Merlin. Right now, you have I'm the you have the phone. State. It's back there. I mean, you know, just so you know, because you know, you and I both operate on pretty old information. I, I read somewhere on the internet this week. Apple says actually turns out, turns out, oh, don't yeah. stick your iPhone in a bag of rice like you would do with your old Samsung. Oh, I think it sounds racist. I, I didn't, sure. all I did was look at the headline. I only can look sure, at news for sure. one minute a day. After the, uh, after, after the phone got in the water, I, I went to a sushi restaurant. Um, uh, that, that was called miso fat. Mm. Uh, and it's miso M I S O fat P H A T miso oh, I, fat. Well, I thought it was part of the saying happy new year in Chinese. Because it, it sounds a, about that dumb. It's like six or seven different levels of hipster Hawaiian. Yeah, like Wong Kar uh, Wong Kar Kwai of uh, uh, Fat Fat Chong. That's horrible. and my horrible. my dining companion said, "Why don't you ask them for a, for a bunch of uh, for like a bag of dry rice?" <laughs> who was, like, who was that? Who said that? Come on, be listen, specific. I'm not. Who was it? You know what? Was that no. your daughter? Was that your daughter's partner mother? I'm like, get me out of here. Who said? I'm it? not gonna. I'm not even gonna try and save this phone it? because I am not gonna Is ask them for who a bag it? of rice. Who said it? That's funny. <laughs> who said that? Was it was it, was it your sister? No, I'm not gonna tell you. Was your mom? I'm not gonna tell you. No, I'm gonna make you twist. Was well, Ari? It was Ari. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at liberty to say who knows who I was in Hawaii with. Could have been anybody. You know, it doesn't actually help your case. It just merely <laughs> reveals how many people it could have been that dunked on you that fucking hard that you won't say who it was. And I'm like, it could be any of those. It could be your daughter. No, you know that. You know that's that was my realization a couple of weeks ago that my that my uh, funeral is going to be just a roast 
where people are just like, oh, I, I've got one. Yeah, the way I've we left one. it was you were having trouble. You were trying to, you had a short list that was getting really probably a little too short, not not the yeah. rapper, but of people that you would hope would, would be able to come up and say a kind word. God, I wish Too Short would come. I bet he'd have yeah. something funny to say. Yeah, you could probably no, get a SoundCloud right. rapper, like, you know, like uh, Lil Veal or something. But but you, but you would contact, you had a person. woman you wanted to contact, and then she ghosted you or she, whatever, that's I don't know what you say. They, and then she just said, I think she said, how did you get this number? The person who was sort of your fallback? The thing is, I know there are people that are going to say nice things. I just want one person that doesn't say, but... You know, one yeah. person that doesn't follow up their nice thing with, oh, I with know. then uh, like a, a burn anecdote. The, but the so, way I like to pronounce it is this, <clears throat> hmm. comma, you know, John, <laughs> you know, John could be such a, a warm guy. And like when he, when he was up to it, he'd mm-hmm. make stuff sometimes. All the Statler and Waldorf's out in the audience. Oh, 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 that's true. He was like that. Remember that time he he went swimming with his phone? Learned a lesson about love? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that word in a while. Let's do it again. Give me Dave again. Do it again. What an this guy. <laughs> He'd be up in the is. rafters. Like, you know, Trump's always pointing up and saying, talking about people looking down and who died in vain. Yeah. I could see your father up there, him and Count Basie oh, looking yeah. down. Doom. Looking down. Doom. Oh, so, so, so I, oh, the. I wonder if he ever gets to wear Count Basie's hat. <laughs> but I, I, there was, a, there was another thing. It, yeah. Somebody was telling me, because I was complaining about this Apple thing. And somebody said, look, you need to go in and uh, delete your old emails. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, fucking Einstein. Oh, oh, okay. So, 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 so. so this was in but, order to, just going back a little bit here, that is to make up, make room for make room. iCloud things. With the, with so the small amount said, of iCloud you have, you'd be able to like get amount. the stuff you care about. And the stuff you exactly. don't care about might be taken up. Okay. Like delete PDFs in your email program and stuff. Yeah. So, and what they said was, just search your emails has a, I'm has not attachment. In, uh, yeah, well. has attachment, and ones that say uh, unsubscribe. If you just if you if you just search unsubscribe, that's true. Any email that has unsubscribe in it is probably going to be some mailing list garbage that you want to. As get the rid young of. people say, uh, they're telling on themselves. Yeah, exactly. There it is. So this I was is like, why I never clever. when I email you periodically or text you. That's why I never include an unsubscribe link. I'm not legally that's obligated better. to, and I think it sends the wrong message. If I'm being honest. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And that way, the so idea is you clear out a lot. Now there's room for your photos. Exactly. Well, and I started to do it, okay. and then I then I was like, "This is really fun." I bet there are a lot of things. <gasps> that oh, this is how it happened. This is how you found all this stuff. So I go. So John's I. Been so I. Me uh, things. So oh I searched God. deals. <laughs> and, deals and four thousand emails showed up deals like deals i know i know they're all garbage right third lowest price ever on anchor battery chargers so then i was like alert i i searched alert every single the thousand emails came up that had alert in it i didn't want to save a single one 
They were all garbage. And then then I was just off to the races. Like, what are these words? It's, isn't that intoxicating? That's how these I feel about words. all kinds of purging. Physical purging, digital purging, any of that. Like, it's once you get over the procrastination of starting it, you get going and you're like, it could be something as kind of cool as like, oh, this is less difficult than I thought. But no, 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 no. It's actually like, oh, no, this is a thing I'm really into now. This might be my new problem. Now, I'm so it's finding, into it. Oh, I know. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Incredible. Incredible. And, and... And you, get, you get a little brave. You get maybe a little bit too brave sometimes. I mean, you're just like, select all these 50 and, yeah. sele- and then do the big select all of all of these. I'm not going to like hand sort each one of these deals. Yeah, I was worried about that. And 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 it's true they're that old, they were... though, well, see, but the you know, opposite is true with scan. you, right? Because if they're old, you want old deals. Because da- your daughter might want to read those. But, you know, you scan through and you can kind of get a sense of yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. wait a minute. You know, that's actually a letter. I mean, you from see like 60 things the with Times. the same like subject line. You can, and you're you like, can delete them. I deleted 20,000 emails. Oh, boy. And it and I felt and a lot of them had attachments. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. lot of them were big. I just because I've kept every email. Right. I've got tens of thousands of emails. Yeah. Why would 20,000 yeah. email? I mean, it took me all day. It was really great. Are you doing this all on your phone? No, 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 this was after my phone was dead. I was oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I see. So you're on one of your, you're at the sit-stand desk, the standing desk, and you're going through on your current computer. You're going through. Well, th- this is a, because I just, I just left Hawaii. So this was like a travel day type of thing where it's like, ah, oh, I'm sitting around. I have you're a home. Lot. You're hanging out. You haven't unpacked better. really. Yeah. And so I delete them all. And in the <laughs> process sort of this, let <laughs> God sort them out. In the process of this, I go, I've never done the thing where I went to attachments. I didn't even realize that was a thing. You could just look at attachments. Because You don't have to ask for an attachment. People will just send you attachments you did not ask for. And that's that thing that somebody, and uh, John, back in the day, right? MP3s. MP3s. The things like we would send each other, not, you know, not just us, but I mean, all us people that, that, that was the easiest way before Dropbox, before any of that stuff. It was just so easy to attach three MP3s or whatever. And then, but you know, that's, six megs sitting there just that one thing well and what's crazy is i went back so you got me my first gmail address in 2005 you said you need to use this <clears throat> this other mail program mm. you can't keep living on on hot rod at capitol hill.net and uh and i was like uh oh and you were like listen just trust me uh go on to this never, this never new trust s- me that's a really good email address site. do you still have that Gmail, um, yeah, at Capital. That's a well, no, good. because CapitalHill.net uh, that was went a service belly provider, up. right? Yeah, yeah, and I wish I could access those those mails. I wish I could find I don't Merlin, know what... Merlin at nettally.com or yeah, Merlin yeah. at uh, at freenet.fsu.tla. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Merlin, Merlin yeah. at freenet.scree supercomputer research institute. Freenet.scree.fsu.edu. That was my first email address. Oh, it's uh, is that stuff still out there? Is it all gone? Is is are the ten thousand emails I had at CapitolHill.net? Are they gone or are they? Because it seems like nothing's gone, but it also seems like you can't access it. There's a term that used used a lot in the in the in the Second World War, which is missing, presumed dead. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like Midway, right? I, I would say missing, presumed dead. Like those are those are. I would just, I would just treat those like as gone because they. You don't are, think they're, they're almost living on a, Well, there's a chance on an island somewhere. 
like in a cave and nobody's told them. There's probably <laughs> a dot. There might be a dot G, a random dot GZ file on like somebody's zip disk that they took home one day that like, you know what I mean? There could be some kind of a dump or a backup somewhere, but I don't think there is a, I doubt there's anything approaching a John available backup. I'm sorry to say. Right. Right. That's that's the funny part though. There's a lot about Gmail now. Just very quick. There's there's ways in which I hugely regret going all in on Gmail. I really wish if I'd gone in on anything, it would have been my own domain provider and like my own account that could be hooked up to Gmail. But making my Gmail address my thing is like I probably should not have done that. But at the same time, boy, there's a big. You described a minute ago. You saved all that email. Like why wouldn't you? Like well. It's such a, I talk about this a lot, but I have this methodology that involves photos, receipts, Amazon purchases, very much Gmail as a way to like geolocate or not geolocate, but triangulate when something happened. And boy, there's a big, there's a big hole basically before 2003 because all that old mail, I don't think I imported a lot of it. I was still just checking it as a separate, usually pop or IMAP account. Those don't don't ever, didn't ever like make it into Gmail, but Gmail has basically created this library I never intended to create, but I'm very glad exists for being able to go back and easily find stuff that's 20 years old. Oh, so, so I, so I found this attachments uh, tab and I went to it. The first, the first attachment I ever received uh, wow. was from you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this what you sent the other in, day? In July of 2004. <laughs> not 2005. 2004. July of 2004. I was about to say, I never want to hear another complaint about how this show sounds. I never. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you want to know how it could sound? You want, you want to know? <laughs> you sent me Mr. Watson, some pictures. Come, Mr. Watson, come here. I need you. <laughs> you sent me those pictures of me using a Palm Pilot. Yeah, sitting on your living room couch. You were asked using to a review. Pilot. You were doing a piece for something. The yeah. piece was done, and they're like, "We need some photos of you using a mobile phone or something." Yeah, of you using a Palm Pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they'd given me a Palm Pilot, and they were like, "You're wearing my Minutemen shirt." You think you're wearing my Minutemen shirt, which you don't deserve. And then the next picture, the next attachment I received here <laughs> is from you. Okay. From the 13th of July, 2004, a bunch of pictures of the Long Winters playing a show, and I'm wearing a Fiverr t-shirt, and we're playing at some low-roofed venue in California. Okay. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No. Whoa. Tell me again what year. Okay, this is 2004. These okay. are pictures of us playing Maxwell's in Hoboken that were sent to you oh. by Rainin Athens. And then you sent them to me. Wow. Okay. Or or someone named no, no, Jen. I, <clears throat> I I I uh oh oh I bet I know. I bet it was Jen from um it might be Jen Simmons. Uh, oh, Jen Simmons. Well, I, wait. It could be maybe Jeff Simmons' oh, person. Rain in Athens, not Rain in Athens, but Rain in Athens. Ugh, my kid has a username like that on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, buried in Venice. It's a terrible name. That was very that was very fun for me to go and then and be like Oh, I see. You, here you are. You're wearing an electro harmonics shirt and and your Elvis glasses and sitting on our pleather couch. That's it. That's okay. it. That's the first the first attachment I ever got. July 5th, but, 2004, 5:40 p.m. Pacific time. But the 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 sad thing, the problem <laughs> for me was immediately I was 
in this place of total nostalgia of as I'm clicking through and it's like, oh, these are all people are sending me mail to my long winters account that this I'm on tour during this period. There are pictures, there are people. I'm like, who is that person? I'm, I had a whole email co- correspondence with them, and I, I can't oh, I place who they and, are. And like you go back, and you, and it's also pure. Like you, for me, when I go back, so few attachments, so little email formatting. It really is just like 16, you know, responses back and forth, threaded, yeah. of just, just us, me and, me and like a friend from college, just shucking and jiving over the period of two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, there, this the was best. that period when John Flansburg and Robin Goldwasser would email me four times a day mm. with, with like all this, her. like, oh, come out, you know what? Like, there's uh, like one of my first attachments. Is easy Flansburg times were like, Easy times. Oh, it was so fun, right? Those were some times. And um, and then, and that's true. All and so I spent basically all last night. Talk about my phone is in a bag full of rice somewhere and I'm like, I'm free. Yeah. And then I spent six hours looking at PDFs and attachments and phone pics from 2006. Oh, I don't, I, that's, I would, that would be totally, see, I said to Madeline, when you, when you sent me the audio file that you sent me, uh, mm-hmm. the, a couple of days ago, whenever it was, did I'd you said, listen to it? I, I, tr- I started listening to it. It's really bad. But I said to Madeline, oh my God, I think I know what this is. I said, on the last episode, John talked about that he was considering setting up a bunch of his old Macs, his old computers, and like trying to get them going. I was like, I'll bet that's what this is. I bet this is John going through his, he got one computer set up, he found the right cables, right? Maybe you had the Geek Squad come out. But you were, I figured you were trawling through old hard drives and were finding like old MP3s and photos. But that was, that was, it was a Skype conversation that I recorded with you in, it's very short, right? Yeah, yeah. Should, it, what, what, it, did I, should I drop the whole thing in right here? I mean, it, yeah, you should, because I, I, it, I think it is the first instance of you proto-Roderick on the lining. This precedes this been, the, the backdoor pilot or backyard, oh shit! It's been there the whole time, John. It's not a backdoor pilot. We did a backyard pilot. We did a backyard pilot. Whenever this was, whatever Skype conversation this was, remember <sighs> when we first, when you first said to me, I'm going to start recording our phone calls yeah. and, and do a podcast. It only took like five and, more years. Yeah. And I said, what's a podcast? But what you were <laughs> doing was, we were all, this is what people can't understand. We were already talking to each other on the phone every week for uh, an Pretty hour. often. Like, I don't know if it was every week, <laughs> but the reason, the, well, part of the reason that the idea for the jokey reason for the podcast that probably preceded recording by at least a year or two was we don't, you know, for whatever reason, it's life. We don't talk as yeah. much as we used to, and we seem to mutually enjoy talking to each other on the phone about whatever and just hanging out and shooting the shit. Um, and that, that, that became the bit was, oh, we should just record this and put it out as what's called a podcast. Exactly. Uh, and that was an example. I don't know what the hell you were doing, why you recorded it, maybe just to see if you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was an attachment that was sitting in some I'm not going to drop it in because that's not the, maybe we'll make it, we'll, you know, what? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. If you want, it's, it's funny enough to put up because it'd be pretty funny if I added the intro music and the end. And just released it as uh, Patreon only. <laughs> okay, Patreon. The lost, lost Patreon only. The the lost episode. We hope to lose it again. <laughs> <laughs>